This is a Fox News election alert. Pennsylvania goes to Donald Trump. Donald Trump is the president of the United States. Straight. This is Derek Culhane, and I'm joined with Paul Dwyer and Oshin McCurns. Today we're going to be talking about Chappaquinsey's reported sponsorship deal with Qatar Airways. But firstly, I had the chance to sit down with Chief Sub Editor of the College View, Breen Hoban, to discuss his opinion piece on Donald Trump in the latest edition of the paper, which can be found all around the DCU campus. No ban! No registry! Fuck white supremacy! No ban! No registry! Okay, so we're joined now by Breen Hoban, the chief sub-editor of the College View. And Breen, you wrote an opinion piece about Donald Trump, which is in the upcoming edition of the College View, coming out next week. Do you want to just tell everyone what was in the piece? Well, it was a look at everything he managed to fit into his first seven days and how, even as bad as I thought it was going to be, it managed to be 
even worse at such just a quick pace in that on like his very first day he signs an executive order to start the process of repealing the Affordable Care Act which means 30 million Americans are going to lose health care at some point over the next 12 to 24 months then he on uh, Holocaust Remembrance Day he decides that this is the day to sign an executive order banning all refugees from entering the country for 120 days banning Syrian refugees indefinitely and banning uh immigrants from seven Muslim-dominated countries, even though none of those are actually countries that have in any way funded terrorism against the United States. So basically, it was just running down that and pointing out the fact that he is still very unpopular and there are ways we can combat him. So just to quote you, as you mentioned, the uh, Affordable Care Act or Mm -hmm. Obamacare, uh, you say Trump's first action was to sign an executive order aimed at scrapping Obamacare. The Affordable Care Act currently provides health care to 30 million Americans, as a Republican, is it really a surprise that he he scrapped this? Um, Republicans are always campaigning for privatizing healthcare. So is it that big of a deal, or do you think because Donald Trump, it's just making the headlines over here? Oh, it's absolutely not a surprise at all. I mean, this was standard Republican policy since the Affordable Care Act was like being talked about seven years ago. No, it's more just the fact that literally on day one, his first thing was okay, let's try and take away healthcare from people. But yeah, this was like inevitable once Republicans got a hold of power again and. As I say later on in the piece, the fact that they don't have any kind of coherent health plan, even though they've had eight years to generate it, suggests that when it is removed, it's not going to be replaced for anything. And moving on to immigration, uh, you said that because of all the tunnels, etc., that immigration isn't really going to be uh, decreased. But over the five years, stats have shown that immigration has, in fact, decreased. Now, that doesn't take into account people who don't get seeds, etc., but you can kind of take some sort of merit off it. Strengthening the border, do you still believe that it will be ineffective or do you think that it will actually work? Oh, strengthening the border is not in any way to fight immigration. Uh, Illegal immigration from Mexico, certainly not. I mean, there are a multitude of ways to get into the country if you're incredibly desperate to get into the country. You talk about people tunneling, you talk about people climbing over walls, people can go around it by going and like getting boats and stuff. There's smuggling in. Strengthening the border wall isn't the way to fix this at all. This has and always will be an economic problem. Until Mexico's economy is strong enough to support uh, the people who go to America seeking jobs, then it will continue to happen. The parallel to draw is always with Canada, which has just the same amount of a border that's impossible to protect, but Canadians aren't coming over to America in droves because its economy is thriving, or at the very least, in some way facilitating people up there. Do you think in any way that numbers are going to be affected, though? Uh, It's possible that numbers will go down to some extent, particularly during construction, because if there's people around constructing, it's kind of hard to sneak through. But in all honesty, I can't see it affecting anything, and... Even if it did, even if it somehow managed to reduce immigration at any like level, it's still going to be ruinously expensive for American taxpayers and ecologically just disastrous for the areas surrounding it. Um, moving on, you said that the American people rejected Donald Trump uh, because he lost a popular vote by about two and a half million votes to Hillary Clinton. But in an interview with ABC, he says that if he campaigned for the popular vote, he would have won it. Do you believe that? No, and he did campaign for the popular vote. There's never been a man or woman in history to go into election and not want to get the most votes. No, he got 46% of the vote and had 2.8 or so million votes less than Hillary Clinton. America rejected his ideals. When people talk about populism, it's not accurate because populism implies a majority actually supports him. That's never true. He entered the White House with the highest level of unpopularity in American presidential history, and it's only getting worse since then. Do you not think, though, he campaigned for the electoral system 
you know, the, the idea was to win the system. So if he was to go out for the popular vote, first past the post, do you not believe that he would have won that campaign as well if that was the way that the electoral system was? Uh, sorry, what do you mean? Exactly? So if he campaigned for the popular vote, because he campaigned primarily in Pennsylvania and Florida, you know, he's not going to focus in California because it's a write-off. But if that was a case where it was a first-past-the-post rather than what it is now, do you believe that he, he, he would have lost? I do believe he would have lost because by that system he did lose. The current system incredibly inflates the importance of very small states such as Idaho, which um, has far more electoral votes than it should based on its population. And it ends up in the situation where the swing states are basically the only things that matter, i.e. Pennsylvania, Florida and Ohio, all three of which Trump won, although Pennsylvania and Florida were incredibly narrow victories. Now, in the current system, it massively devalues the biggest states like California, Texas and New York. And in California and New York, they're overwhelmingly voted for Clinton. And even in Texas, that was a lot closer than it normally is. If he had, if the system were different, if the system were actually democratic and he had tried to campaign for the popular vote, I don't imagine he would have won. There was never a poll that in any way suggested that a majority of Americans wanted him to be president. But there was also, uh, after after the election, people were saying how good his campaign was compared to Hillary Clinton's campaign. Do you not think if he was campaigning in a certain way, if the system was different, that maybe his campaign would have been good enough to get over her campaign? It would, you know, you're saying she won the popular vote, but he was campaigning for Florida, for Pennsylvania. And the night before, people said he wasn't going to win Pennsylvania, and he did it, you know? Well, I mean, that's getting into pretty broad hypotheticals based around uh, alternative versions of history in which electoral systems are different. I mean, I can't say for sure. I can't say that if American uh, politics worked in a different way that would have in some way benefited him running for a popular vote or whatever. I can't say for sure. I just can't imagine it happening. Going on to Ireland's economy through this, you think that we're going to lose thousands of jobs? I said we could lose thousands could of jobs thousands if jobs. Uh, he decides to lower the corporation tax to the similar rate we have. I mean, an American company is... I don't know whether or not American companies would move back or not. Uh, it's possible they would. But if low corporation tax there's no is the same in America as it is over here, there's really no reason for American companies to ship jobs overseas. So that that was my main concern. But um, that that's possible, but I'm not entirely sure if Trump will ever get around to proper economic stuff. Yeah, that's the thing I was wondering. A lot of companies' European headquarters are based over here, so I'm wondering, there, there doesn't seem to be potential for too many jobs moving back to America. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I'd probably agree with that. Plus, there's, you know, with Brexit and all, uh, there's a decent chance we'll, any jobs we would lose to America we might pick up in the financial sector coming out of London. So, I don't know. Ill wind all these things that are happening around the world for us. Finally, do you think he will last? It's we're only we're only three weeks in, so it's a bit premature, but everyone's asking it. I don't think he will, and I'm not gonna speculate any about anybody's health, but after a certain point, right now Trump, for as bad as he is, is very useful to Republicans and that he's getting a lot of the major Republican things done. If it becomes a point where his incompetency starts outweighing that usefulness, it really becomes in their better interest to support an impeachment because in that case, Mike Pence takes over, who is the current vice president, and Mike Pence is as dyed-in-a-wool like GOP member as you're going to get. So I can't see him lasting four years. I, I have to imagine at some point he becomes so bad that even the Republicans can't stand him anymore.
So, Breen, your piece will be published in the College View out next Wednesday, and everyone make sure to have a read of that. Thanks for joining us, Breen. Thanks for having me. It's one small step for man, one I did not have sexual relations with that woman, Miss Lewinsky. The wall has suddenly become irrelevant. Something, as you can see, almost a party on. How do you measure such an astonishing moment in history? Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. Nelson Mandela to be released tomorrow, and as you might expect, that is a moment that this country will not soon forget. Hey, when you start, they let you do it. You can do anything. Grab him by the pussy. You can make it here in America if you're willing to try. Back in November, Brazilian football team Chapo Quense were on board a plane to Medellin in Colombia when it crashed towards the end of its flight, killing 71 of the 77 people on board. Now, the disaster killed 22 of Chapo Quense's first team, along with 23 other members of the club staff. Obviously, this was an incredible disaster. But uh, Chapo Quense are attempting to rebuild uh, their football club now uh, off, the, off the back of that. And this week, it was announced that they had signed a multi-year contract with Qatar Airways, um, one of the most famous airlines in the world, of course. Now, lads, is this just Qatar Airways attempting to make a profit from a disaster, you think? Or is it a show of solidarity? Well, Oshin, uh, I saw a Twitter poll and it said 96% of, uh, of the people that were polled uh, believed that it was, in fact, a marketing ploy. And I'd be the same. I'd, I think they'd have a mar- they'd have like some sort of marketing agenda there as well. Like It just looks very suspicious that such a big company name is sponsoring such a small club. Mm. And, like... It's only since they've, you know, come to the forefront of the news after the big, huge, you know, obviously the airline disaster and what have you. Yeah, I'm for, I'm all for non-zero-sum games. Like, I don't mind when everyone's a winner here. And in theory, it's, this, this business is getting great marketability out of this and the club is benefiting. But it just doesn't sit right, does it? I mean, Qatar Airways sponsoring a team who were basically destroyed by a plane crash. Yeah. It just, it, it just, it just doesn't add up, does, does it? Does it breach ethics? Like maybe I think it does in a way. It just in may, maybe I'm just a bit of a an idealist or something, but just I I just think it's in bad taste nearly that mm. an Airways is is in fact sponsoring Chapel Coense. Yeah, I agree. I don't think it really sits well. I mean, because also let's be honest, had this accident not really occurred, Qatar Airways would have had no interest in a, a kind of small team. Oh, definitely like not. Like I, I don't think so. Like. Did anyone know who like they were before? Like Chapa Quince, like I know, I never. I only learned how to pronounce that today. You yeah, know? yeah. But um, yeah, like their last sponsor was Kaxe. Uh, who again? Does anyone know who they are? They're mm. a very, very small bank, league. I think maybe. Are they a bank? Probably an insurance company. Something the way, like the way that. Yeah. That yeah. Betting company. Not near as well known as Qatar no, Airways. Yeah, exactly. Not, like not, every not everyone knows who Qatar Airways are because I mean they sponsored like Barcelona and what have you. So like they're really well off, and I suppose. <sighs> Yeah, it's just like they have the money, I suppose, as well. I was like, Qatar, they sponsored Barcelona, as I was saying, but like Chapa Quince, they're not nearly at the same level of exposure, and like only up until obviously the recent tragic mm. accident or what have you. So they're really just capitalizing on the whole accident, I feel. And there, you touched upon this earlier. I mean, should the fact that Qatar Airways are an airline have an effect on whether they want to sponsor this particular club? I mean, ethically, do you see that as an issue? Because 
I know a lot of people would probably say it doesn't sit right, as you previously said. I, I don't, I don't think the story is getting the coverage that it should. It's, yeah, it's I, I, I agree because I was kind of doing a bit of a bit of research on this, and it was very, very little in the in the mainstream kind of sporting press. Like this it is seems a to be pretty brush under the carpet. Yeah, yeah. Will. Um, it. I, I know obviously you can't compare the tragic death of a whole team to what I'm about to do now but do you remember back I think it was around 2011 Mario Balotelli got done for playing with fireworks in his house and then they decide that he's going to be the face of the Manchester police uh, yeah. safe firework use like it, it's just kind of double standards if you it just again I don't want to be the broken record but it just doesn't sit right no, with me it just no. doesn't add up there just there is something not quite right. Well, there's something to skew there. I suppose, like, obviously, it's a free world and what have you, but, like, it's just the fact that it's another... It's what happened with the whole airline disaster and then another airline sponsors mm. up. It's obviously going to... They're thinking, oh, well, this is obviously going to be a better airline kind of thing. What's got me as well is that in doing research, it's kind of been... No one's really kind of... It's like an elephant in the room, kind of. Everyone, surely, when they're writing these stories and, and learning about this, know that this is such a huge issue. But kind of, it's only just left to the comments section where people are like, "Hold on, this kind of doesn't really sit right." No. But anyway, Qatar Airways, as you said, Paul, they're they have a deal with Barcelona, uh, worth around thirty-five million a year. We spoke about Caxi, or or I believe that's how it's pronounced. Is it the the bank that sponsors? Uh, yeah, I don't know who. Yeah. They are. The bank yeah, that used to sponsor Chapoquense, um, their deal was worth around four million. Um, so what constitutes like a good deal now for Chapoquense? Can do they have leverage here? Is this something they can kind of be like, okay, you want to sponsor us? Let's let's try and milk this for. Obviously, yeah, they could milk it to a, a certain degree then as well because, like, obviously, or is that is that, a, is that a bad taste though? Uh, def- well, would milking would milking something like that be a bad taste? It was just in that instance, I suppose, after your whole team dying, you could understand them looking to get a few very m- true. extra million quid out of like you know another company that probably as we been suggesting has an agenda of getting like their name out there and kind of be like we're the safer airline kind of mm-hmm. thing but um yeah like i mean the figures aren't going to be released anytime soon as to yeah so the line has to be drawn between <clears throat> get, getting a good deal and the uh, upholding the ethics of not getting an airline company to yeah now yeah. if <laughs> like I'm, I'm sure i'm sure there's plenty of companies that would have their sponsorship deal that would be more than enough to get the club back to where they want to be. Mm. Oh, definitely. Qatar Airways are obviously offering a, offering a, a, lot a hefty sum. Like, because yeah. like they're a shop of are obviously going to be conscientious of the fact that it is an airway or like an airline kind of thing. So they're probably very much against it to begin with. So there's probably yeah. a good sup of dough being given to them. Prices. You'd <laughs> actually you'd wonder what the surviving <clears> players <throat> would think of it. That'd be I think, a good angle yeah. if you were to kind of get the opinions of them. But then again, they might not want to kind of upset. Um, potential anymore, yeah. potential sponsors and just finally as Qatar Airways was voted the fourth safest airline in the world in 2016 in the context is this significance do you think Chapaquense as a club care about this statistic um, I mean like is this looking too maybe, far maybe I don't know too far into it uh, well like they're certainly not going to get sponsored by the, by the by the charter company that, no that yeah that I don't day, think so but uh, I don't know it, it, it does, like, does it, say does it, for example if Vietnam Airlines who are the 60th uh, safest airline in the world according to uh, jackdeck.de their poll on airline safety if they were to come in would you say would, would do you think the opinion would be different um, because of the kind of less safeness obviously of the airline and as well 
they're not really a name. Do you think if you weren't discussing this topic today, you would have went out of your way to look at the safety rankings for every airline and seeing where they ranked in terms of that? I, I mm. don't think so. I think people see uh, airline and then they're like, oh, oh God. Yes, you know? that's, a, that's a very true point. that concludes our show for the week if you'd like to hear more about Chappaquinsay's deal with Qatar Airways you can listen to myself and end the call on Action Replay Extra Time on DCUFM SoundCloud page where we speak to Ewan McKenna about the deal thanks Ocean McGurns and Paul Dwyer and of course I guess Breen Hoban for appearing on the show this week